Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty with you. Kelly Center's with me. We're in the Southern Bank Corps studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson is at the Southern Bank Corps studio in Laurel, and we're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in. Great show for you today. Joy Lee McNellis joining us a little later. She's about to take her team on a four-game road trip and battling a lot of suspensions and a lot of activity around girls' basketball. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. We're about to be joined by Coach Christian Ostrander because our wonderful baseball team is back on the field and uh, we've completed the first weekend. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place to cater this weekend's games at the Pete and a great place to take your family for dinner tonight. The food is always fresh and delicious. Coach Christian Ostrander on the radio show, and uh, we're happy to say it'll be the first of a weekly appearance from Coach Oz. And uh, all right, Coach, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, all the hoopla ended uh, Friday afternoon. All the preseason press conferences and talking to guys like us and uh, answering questions. And you got your guys on the field, and uh, it was it was a great start for the weekend. Uh, you start Nico Mazza Friday night against Marist and. Nico goes five and a third innings, four hits, no earned runs, eight Ks. Uh, a good way to start the Christian Ostrander era. Oh yeah, I mean it was. Uh, I was very proud of Nico. I thought uh, he did what we asked him to do with his strike percentage and his pitch count. So I thought that was spot on. A really good first time because you know with all the starters, you kind of have a number in your head uh, about where they're at, what what you you know what you want on that first time, and not over overexert him so uh very proud of him and i thought he's very efficient and i uh, got us out of the gate good really tough weather friday night coach does that have an effect on how, how does that affect kids you know well i mean it's it's chilly yeah i mean it's tough i think saturday was worse i'll be honest with you i think friday what, what was pretty manageable saturday was worse for for billy but uh yeah i mean just the feel you know when you when it's cold like that you don't have as much you know, moisture in your hand, as much feel and getting your grips with some of the off-speed. I think it, I think it impacts it a little bit. I really do. Yeah, so the next day you come out, you win 10-5. to 5. I think that score is a little misleading. Uh, they scored some late in the game. But Billy Odom, I thought, was great, too. Six innings, six hits, two earned runs, seven Ks. Uh, Billy Odom kind of stepped up right where he left off, Coach. Yep. I mean, you know what you're going to get. I know what I'm going to get, and that's a, that's a great feeling, you know, when you're calling pitches. Uh, you know, is a guy that's gonna, you know, he, he might give up some contact, some hits. So what? He's not going to beat himself, and 
and that's and that's something, that's something I think we did all week, all these last four games. I think you know just uh, really really putting the ball to the plate, making them engaging the hitters and stuff. And uh, you know when you do that, you got a shot. All right, so you win the first two, uh, drop the Sunday game uh, six to three to Marist. A uh, little different story on the mound. Uh, Cross Sively struggled some, but you indicated to me off the air. You know. He, he wasn't supported by a lot of hitting. And uh, so your analysis of the Sunday game. Well, I think, you know, Cross, it didn't. It, well, out of the gate, I didn't think he looked as crisp. Um, you know, I didn't see the life on his pitches that I normally do, the depth on his off-speed or, or whatever. And, and then I saw another team in Marist. I'm going to tell you, Marist had a mature group of hitters. Eight of the nine returners, eight of the nine hitters were, were returners. And, and I'll tip my hat to him because they didn't try to – get big and hit balls overhead they just took their singles and uh and they had a really good approach against cross and 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 we weren't landing enough off speed to get them off of that so they just i think they had like seven seven hits and six of those might have been singles and they you know dumped some in they score four runs and you know in the third inning you know we're down four nothing or whatever it was then we go to the bullpen and i thought the guys did a great job of keeping us in the game we just didn't hit man we didn't get the runs when the hits when we needed to to get back in that game we had every opportunity to get back in that game uh, but we just didn't capitalize and you know what this at this level of baseball you'll get beat when you do that that's right and certainly the loss is not on cross civilly i'm sure you agree with that no i don't like i said we we got him out our bullpen stabilized things and gave us plenty of opportunities to get back in there we just didn't do it so no it's never on one one aspect usually or one person or anything it's it's, it's a cumulative effort but uh you know uh, i expect cross to be better next time he goes out there and i think he would tell you the same thing right well last night just beautiful at pete taylor park and so so cool to have the air force academy there playing i just think it's kind of hard to describe how special uh that is and then i thought the performance by will armistead who who really kind of closed out the regional for us last year with a great performance and uh and started out this year, I thought he really looked good last night, Coach. Yeah, he was outstanding. I mean, that guy's got some good stuff, and uh, we've been seeing it, and um, you know, been you know working him up to this point. Uh, he was a little behind because you know we we just he was on a little different program, so we 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 got him to his pitch count that we wanted last night, and through five innings, just was masterful against a really good lineup. Those guys can hit. I think you look back at. Uh, a couple of months from now, Air Force's offensive numbers is going to be ridiculous. But uh, very proud of what Will did. He gave us a chance to win that game, and uh, by going out there and matching their starter, and you know, handing it off the bullpen in the sixth inning. Yeah, you're right about Air Force. They look mature and and, and really well coached. Had a good team. All right, Coach Kelly Sanders been bragging on your pitching staff since we got started this year, so I'm going to throw the next question to Kelly. Well, actually, Nico Mazza, late-breaking news, Bob, Nico Mazza has been named the Sunbelt Conference Pitcher of the Week. There we go. There, there we go. go. Good yeah. for him. Yeah, so congratulations to him. Early in the season, Coach, and, and it, this came up a lot uh, in just uh, uh, water cooler talk, when temperatures are kind of cool this time of year, it is the beginning of the season. Do you guys do you have them on a pitch count, or what's what's the approach with with the starters in particular? Well, it really has nothing to do with the weather. Um, it's it's about you know when you get back on, I guess you get three weekends uh, of of scrimmages and preparation. So what I've always tried to do, um, you know, I have them report and back in shape, obviously. And so for that first weekend, uh, January twenty sixth or whatever it was, you know, that weekend that. Uh, 
we try to get our starters to three innings, 45 pitches. And the next weekend, 45 to 50 pitches, you know, four innings. And the next, 55 to 60, 65. That leads us to this weekend, this past one, which would have been the fourth. And you go, you feel good around 75, 80. That's about, that's about our mark. So um, that's kind of how I've been doing it for years. And it seems to work, you know, knock on wood. So, um, you know, and hopefully each week they can increase 10, 15 pitches or whatever that might be. Staying on the topic of the pitching staff, one of the, if, if there can possibly be a drawback to having a staff that is this deep and this talented, uh, will you be able to be, to get guys enough work to be able to stay sharp or how, how do you plan on, and I know the game, you don't know because what game is going to present each game is going to present, but you're going to be able to get them enough work. All these guys. Well, I mean, no, I, I probably won't. I mean, you know, just to be honest with you, everybody won't get the same slice of pie, and uh, it's up to them to keep themselves ready, whether it's in between, whether it's, you know, bullpens, stuff like that. I'm going to do my my best, you know, to do that. But at the end of the day, you know, you strategically do it to, you know, it's a, you got to win. You know, it's about winning and not, you know, just trying to, you know, divvy things out to everybody. you got to go with the decisions you think's right at that time. Well, and stuff and and we'll see, but uh, we're going to do our best. All right, let's get in here with Coach. Coach, um, I want to talk offensively uh, for a few minutes before our first commercial break. I think all of us uh, yesterday consensus we're so thankful. Ozzie Pratt is a Golden Eagle baseball player. I'm thankful too. I agree with that. What talk, talk about him and and I think people you know saw the numbers at BYU, but just this weekend, I mean, I think he's got a little more pop. You've been seeing it, but he's got a little more pop than what people thought coming into the season. He does, you know, he's got some. Those hands get through there pretty quick, and uh, when he gets that barrel on it, just like you know, last night you saw it. Um, you know, he'll he'll hit some home runs. There's no doubt that's coming and, and stuff. Not that that's his game, you know, but. Uh, but no, he's he's just a ball player. I mean, that's about the best way I can put describe it. He's 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 a ball player. He loves to play. He's smiling. He has fun. I mean, you know, it's it's just you know, he's a junkie. You know, he he's a baseball junkie, and that's a great thing to have. And it's great to have you know guys like that on our team. We got others too. So, but we're glad Ozzy's here. Bob, I'll let you take us some break here. All right, Coach. I, I tell you one thing too about Oz. Ozzy is uh he's got a cannon of an arm, man. He showed that last night on one play from second base, Coach. He he threw a, a BB to first base hard. Oh, no doubt on that comebacker. You know, if McCarty gave him a good feed, you got a double play right there. But, uh, you know, kind of pulled him off the bag, but he still is able to, you know, fire it over to first, at least get that uh, one out of out of that. So, But, no, he's, he does. He's got a really good arm. And he's, and he's been able to overcome the fact, Bob, that he's from Oxford. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, he's okay. So. As long as he plays like he's playing now, we don't care where he's from, right? Well, yeah, but it's just it's just so hard for me. <laughs> All right, Coach. Uh, grateful to have you on the show. Short three-minute break. We're going to continue our conversation uh, with Coach Christian Ostrander. Great opening weekend, but right back at it tomorrow night. The Golden Eagles, uh, no time to rest. More with Coach Oz right after this.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of our program. Miss Kathleen, who's the best? She's there every day, seven days a week, Hardy Street. You can also shop Campus Bookmark online. <clears throat> Excuse me, at campusbookmark.net. And I want to say hello to Mobay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Eagle Hour. 2902 Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Great place to go before home ball games or after ball games and uh, enjoy a delicious beignet. And the coffees, you got chicory coffee, you got Colombian, Colombian decaffeinated, Colombian, and you got praline pecan. And you drink your syrup with your coffee. I put the syrup in there. I put it in my beignet, you know, wherever. I got it. And your beer, everything. Everything, man. It's good. We're talking to head baseball coach Christian Ostrander, and we're delighted to have him Leading our baseball program now in the weekend number one in the belt, uh, the Golden Eagles three and one. Luke, up, uh, Luke. Let's pick up with uh, Coach Oz. Yeah, Coach. Uh, thanks for sticking around with the second segment. I, I, we we saw some shakeup um, in the lineup the last couple of days, and some of those kind of reflected, you know, some of those preseason position battles. But I think our listeners would would love to hear kind of your philosophy being the new skipper of, of offensive, you know, and and defensive lineups. You know, every day what goes through your mind when you set those. Well, sure. I mean, obviously, you want to have your, your most offensive lineup you can have with the best defense and everything. I mean, you know, that's what you're striving for. But really, for me right now, I'm just, you know, we got so many new faces, so many new spots and, and stuff. And, and I think we have, um, you know, decent amount of competition, decent amount of op- uh, options that you want to, you know, you want to spread it out. I mean, it's... Um, you know, shaking it up yesterday yesterday wasn't a panic mode type deal. It's just we, we weren't as effective as we needed to be in some areas. Let's see, you know, what somebody else can do and this, that. And I don't know. I just kind of believe, you know, and it's kind of the same thing I've preached to pitchers all over the, the years and it still do, is that, uh, you know, go go show me that you need to be that guy that's out there, you know, with the way you perform. So I'm challenging these guys to go get it, man. Go earn it. Go, go whatever. And, uh, so, you know, we're trying to put the best uh, option out there to win the ball game at that time, but early in the season, especially with this uh, with a lot of new faces, you know, I want to I want to see what they can do. Two of those new faces behind the plate with Tucker Stockman hit a home run over the weekend, but Lawson Odom played it uh, a whole lot and I know that's a position that you depend on because of your pitching expertise. You're you're great of your catchers over the weekend. You know, I, I feel really good about it. I thought they did a good job of handling the, the staff. I thought they did a good job for the most part, there's a few like, all right, we don't need to do that two months from now. You know, things that happen, missing a ball or not anticipate, not anticipating, uh, you know, a big miss or whatever, and just keeping the ball in front. That's what I say. You know, catch the balls you're supposed to catch, keep the balls in front, and throw the balls on the bag. You know, if you can do those things, you know, offense is lanyard for me. But, uh, you know, we didn't do a great job of throwing runners out, and, and I'll take some of that responsibility. I, I need to protect them better with more picks and stuff, and I realize that. And uh, and we will definitely be you know be trying to do that to give them a little bit more opportunity. But but at the end of the day, they gotta they gotta figure it out too. You know, they, say they need to get rid of that ball quicker and they need to put it on the back. Kelly, coach, when you look at uh, uh, the one player everybody was talking about, where and and of course you never want to talk about specific people, but um, you've got you've got some hitters that you haven't even used yet. You know, on, on the bench. The guys that may not necessarily be as, as good a defensive players. How do you, how do you put this puzzle together with with all the players you have access to? 
It's tough. I mean, you know, it's you got you, when you feel like you have some options. You know, there's going to be some left off and uh, you know, that aren't in there at that time. So, all I can do is just tell them, hey, you know, to be encouraged to to keep working hard and and keep your your attitude and and morale right. So when your time comes, you know, you're ready and and stuff. And that's not easy, you know, uh, for some of these guys that's never been in that role before, but. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you know, my job is to, to do what I feel like gives us the best chance to win. Doesn't mean it's always going to be the right answer and stuff. And, uh, you know, and I tell these guys that, hey, it's, there ain't nothing personal here, buddy. I'm just trying to go out there and take care of the University of Southern Mississippi baseball program. And, and uh, when your time's called, just be ready to go answer the bell. Well, and, Coach, if you want the correct answer, all you have to do is check Eagle Post. Because I got you. <laughs> yeah, don't do that, Coach. You, you, you got know, to, I've never been on that, so I don't plan on starting. Well, don't, don't start, Coach. Like, hey, they've always got the right answer. Trying to decide who to play is a lot better than looking in your dugout and there's no talented player for you to put on the field. Yeah, that right, good problem Coach? to have. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good problem, but it's, it's, it's hard, you know, you just – you know, it just it's it's tough to put in that puzzle together, especially early. So, but yeah. uh, I think things will they'll they'll show themselves when that time's right. Well, now you head down uh, Interstate 59 to take on the Privateers before coming back home to play a, a good bunch of Missouri you know, kids coming in from Missouri. So, tell us about uh, the Privateers. Uh, you know, we're in the process now of, of you know putting together scout reports and information and so forth. Uh, they got a lot of new players. It looks like. Um, you know, uh, some a few familiar names from, from last year, but uh, several new. So, you know, midweek games first. Well, I guess it's our second midweek game because yesterday. But uh, you know, it's about going out there, uh, getting us out of the gate. Chandler Best is going to start for us, and uh, we're going to let him roll. And then, you know, really probably stack it up. You know, with the bullpen thereafter, and uh, you know, just see what we got. And uh, so we're, we're, you know, we're not really worried about our opponent. We're just worried about us going playing a complete baseball game. Coach, here's one thing that hasn't changed. Uh, you told me a couple of years ago that you'd rather see a pitcher give up a home run than a walk. Your, mm-hmm. your Friday, Saturday, and Monday starters, uh, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but for our listening audience, 16 and a third innings, 24 strikeouts, three walks. That's uh, that's what we're used to, Coach, and that's what you like, isn't it? It is. Uh, you know, I preach it enough, so I better like it. Then, uh, But, no, I do, and, and it's not about contact. You know, we're going to give up hits, and, we're going to be around the plate, and I tell our guys this, and I can see it. You know, these these opponents, uh, I think they know that we're going to throw strikes too, so it can be a little more aggressive. But and you know, it's still hard to hit. You know, round ball, round bat. I mean, you, we just can't ever get that hitter that much credit. Now you want to minimize the up count, you know, hits and stuff like that. But uh, I'm very pleased with our guys just bu- bu- buying into that narrative of you know we're going to attack, attack, attack. And that and that's an eight to one strikeout to walk ratio, or, or vice versa. There, coach. I know in the major leagues, three to one is generally the the litmus test. Uh, at at college, ideally, what's a realistic number and something that you'd be very happy with at the end of the season? Uh, three to one is something that um, you know I think we've done that the last couple of years and are right close to it. And you know, three to one is is, is really good. Um, you know, I'd like be higher than that i'd like i'd love to get to that four to one you know if that's possible and i think it is and you know just uh not worried about how many strikeouts to me as much i think strikeouts come if you're throwing a lot of strikes you got more chances for strikeouts and uh so you know it kind of it goes hand in hand so it's uh we'll see well hopefully these guys will keep pounding that zone and uh have no reason to think they won't 
All right, Coach, last question. Uh, kind of not not a baseball-related question, but more a, a, question, a question about uh, about you. Uh, I, I know that uh, you're not – you're not the kind of guy that wants the limelight on him. You want it on your baseball team. So how happy were you to have all the preseason stuff out of the way and get out on the field with your guys this weekend? Mm, that was my happy place. It was, uh, it felt good to get out there and, uh, you know, and I get the, when you're in a program like this and, and, you know, and, and you're, you're replacing, you know, one of the finest gentlemen I know and coach Barry and what a successful career, you know, he had here. I mean, I know there's going to be attention to that. I, I get it and stuff. But ultimately, it, man, it's about getting in the trenches with your players and, uh, you know, getting on that field in the dugout. And that's what, that's why we do what we do. And, uh, yeah, it felt really good. It feels right when you're out there. So, uh, glad it's here. And you, coach, we, uh, we were joking during the, the commercial. I think a lot of people couldn't find you. They, first off, you had a baseball hat on, not a, uh, not a, uh, a helmet. And uh, mm-hmm. secondly, you're at the you're you're closer to the plate, not down the uh, the third baseline like like Coach Barry would get during the innings. Well, you know he earned that. You know I, I got to earn a lot still. So uh, you know for me now, I want to be there. I want to be on that end. I want to be engaged with it. You know I'm not coaching third, uh, but I want to be engaged with our with our offensive players. I want to you know I can maybe can pick up on some tendencies of pitching coach and that pitcher might be coming at them and tacking them with based on what I would do or what I, what I see and stuff. So, I, you know, I just want to be there encouraging them and, and motivating them. And, 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 you know, and if I see something, you know, help them out a little bit. So, uh, but it felt good. It felt a little different. I ain't going to lie to you. I've been doing one thing the last nine years, and, and now I'm doing, doing that part of it again. It, it was fun, though. It, was, it really felt good. Well, let me say, Coach, we're all happy to have you on that end of the dugout, and uh, we're happy to uh, have you leading the program, and we certainly look forward to our conversations with you every week, sir. Well, I appreciate it, and I appreciate all y'all do. All right. Coach Christian Ostrander, everybody. First weekend in the books, Kelly Sander. Nice, nice, successful start, I think. And, and again, regardless of what should be, it, it, it's so – because people are going, oh, I shouldn't have lost that game to oh, Marist. Okay. Well, I know, but, I mean, it's going to have yeah, – how many of you thought, you know, if you're going to stumble, you might stumble against Air Force? I mean, it's what – at the end of the year is when all this, this counts, and it's tough to sweep anybody, and I don't care who you are. Yeah, it's too early to be worried about anything right Matt, now. Matt, enjoy it. You know, yeah, just enjoy to... the fact baseball season is back. <laughs> yes, Chandler you... Best tomorrow night. Yeah. I'm excited to to yeah. see him pitch. It's been a while. It has been it's oh. over a year, right, Luke? Over a calendar yep. year. It has. All right, our next guest has plenty to talk about, and we have not had a chance to get Joy Lee on the program since the what would we call it showdown at Reed Green, as Ricky Ricardo would say from <laughs> I Love Lucy, she got some splaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> Coach McNellis next. Southern Miss to the top. All right, our thanks to Coach Christian Ostrander. Anytime you have Coach Oz and Joy Lee McNellis on the same show, it's a good day in Eagle Hour country. This segment sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, great supporters of our program and the University, of course, right there in the shadow of the rock. 
Me and the guys had lunch there Friday. It was delicious. Uh, check them out. We know that you'll enjoy lunch, too. I want to get right to this next interview. Uh, Head Coach Dorley McNellis, obviously no stranger to any of our listening audience or, or us, but we haven't had her on the show here in, in a couple of weeks. And I, I do want to, Coach, I do want to get to the fact that the, the kids have won six of their last seven games, and there's a lot of positive. you got a big road trip. But is there any update you can clarify for us in regard to uh, kids that will or will not be playing because of the uh, brush-up with uh, Arkansas State? Yeah, well, originally uh, we have four. Uh, that were that were assigned suspensions, um, and we were able to spread them out over the games. Bit left, and then we had to stack them where we had to do them back to back. And then today we found out that because I held out three in our last game against Arkansas State, and I played Dom, and so my goal was is to play Dom, you know, against ULM play Dom against Arkansas State, and then play Dom, you know, then have her sit out. Uh, because I think Louisiana Monroe is very, very good. Uh, Arkansas State, we're all kind of right there together in a mix of our seed. And so I wanted to have Dom for the games we had close seed in. And um, so that's what I was going to do. We'll find out today that I can't, since I didn't sit Dom last game, just to sit this coming game. And then I have the other three that will sit out either against Arkansas State or against Texas State. That's crazy. It's crazy. Have you ever been – you've coached a long time. Has, that, has that kind of thing ever happened? Never. Never, never. 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 I'm curious to know what the Southland's going to do over their big fight last night. Yeah, at the end yeah, of the game. There was another one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two things uh, jumped out at me uh, when I was watching that. I, I didn't see you throw a single punch, Coach. That, that was a little disappointing. And, I did not get in the middle of that. And tell Morgan Seeper we've never seen her move quicker <laughs> than to get away from the bench and get away from the brawl, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. She took off. And of all kids that you want to throw to the ground is Dominique Davis, and you do not think you're going to get a reaction from that, right, Coach? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if you ever do retire, Coach McNellis, you always have a future in the the World Wrestling Federation as a manager, <laughs> something like that. I guess that. so. <laughs> right. Well, let's move past that, Coach. A real quick comment on my part too. One thing that positive that came out of this, I think, I watch kids like Emma Walhoff and other others that didn't get to play much all year, and man, those kids came out and and they stepped well. up and they won some ball games, didn't they? They did. They played really, really well. I thought they were very poised, you know, because you don't know. You don't know how they'll handle that pressure situation. But I thought they did a great job yeah. uh, being poised, taking care of the basketball, defending, you know. So, again, it, you're right. It does give someone else an opportunity to step up and be a game changer. And so we tell them all the time, you never know when your opportunities don't go up. You just got to be ready when it comes. They had to be delighted, too, in a sense, to, to get that opportunity, didn't they? So, they were. They were yeah. so excited, of course. Yeah. You know, that they haven't played all year and they get that opportunity to play. Wow. Yeah. And, and, I, and, I, and I know you were proud of them. Lou, get in here. I was really proud of them. 
Coach, uh, so, you know, looking forward, uh, some teams you're familiar with, one team you haven't played this year, and, I mean, it, we, we talked about it yesterday, your destiny lies in your own hands. I mean, that's what you want. It does. It does. You know, and that's that's so true. You know, we hit a rough spot during the season, and then we now have caught on fire and playing so much better. And that's what our concern is, obviously, is we don't want to set back with, you know, with the group that has played so well together. But on the flip side, it gives some players an opportunity to really show what they've got and, you know, be a game changer for us. So it gives us that much more depth as we go through, um, you know, conference play and particularly the conference tournament. So so being able to, to get ULM um, first, I mean, w- would you rather the, – the play them first, then have to play one of these, you know, a, a Louisiana that you haven't played. I mean, you know what you're getting out of the Lady Warhawks. Sure, sure. And they're very good. We played them here, played them close, got in the foul game late. And of course, the score stretched it out. But Builderback does a great job. And, you know, she's very athletic from those junior college players that actually played for her at Jones. Uh, Sanaa Wells would be the only one that didn't that came from Auburn, but you got really what I think is the best, too, is New Bradford, Deja Bradford, and Jaquela Johnson. And, you know, both of them played for her at uh, Jones. So that's that says a lot. they ready to play for it, a four-year school. <laughs> but you yeah. can't overlook any of them because they all shoot the three. Yeah. All what? shoot the three. Last question for me. Um, your, your destiny is your own hands. Four games left, but but how do you how do you keep your ladies you know on this road trip? I mean, because we're, we're we're talking about you know being away, and uh, that that's a tough way to close it out. It is, and we have four in a row that's on the road. Uh, makes it very very tough, and then we'll play Louisiana Lafayette, which is a team we haven't played. Uh, the others we have played. So, you know, it will be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. I do think it helps us in a sense that we control, you know, at night them getting to bed. They may not go to sleep, but at least they're getting in bed, and our focus is to get a win. So we're with them a lot, and we're able, to, I think, to help them remain focused. Sometimes when you're at home, your focus is a little bit of everywhere until game day. So I do think that is an advantage where we will be able to visit with them um, on a regular basis. I just think that we cannot lose any focus. Because, you know, on the road's a whole lot harder. And I do have a concern of when we play Arkansas State on Saturday. Um, I have a great concern of that. I hope the officials will, you know, really lock in on – you know, not allowing anything to get out of hand. Well, Charlie, all you have to do is say the word. Me and Luke Johnson will be there with sunglasses and black jackets <laughs> standing behind you, ready for <laughs> any impending danger that might be headed your way. Would you, you just you just say the word? <laughs> but um, it, while we're on this this the subject of the four game road trip, and uh, Jay Ladner and the men's team have talked about this as well. In all the years I've covered. Southern Miss basketball. I don't ever remember conference schedules having streaks of four games on the road. If you could bend the ear of Commissioner Gill 
and uh, those at the Sunbelt Conference. What's an ideal schedule, Coach? Because surely this isn't it. No, I, I, honestly, the ideal schedule is one week you're home, one week you're on the road. One week you're home, one week on the road. To me, that's the perfect schedule. But that's not always going to happen. Unfortunately, it's not. And, um, you know, I I just think all the leagues, even when Conference USA, you know, they put it all in a computer and they let the computer spit it out. I just think, yeah, you could do that and then make some adjustments manually mm-hmm. and it could finish out. But obviously, ideal schedule would be play one week at home, one week on the road. Not have a four-game win streak, whether it be, I mean, a four-game road swing, whether it be in the middle of the season or the end of the season. I don't think you want that at all. But, you know, we'll play with the hand that's dealt. And then after the ball that we had the other day, we'll play without some players. So our lineups will be really shrunk, particularly in the first two games. So we've just got to be mentally ready, and some of those players that have not played as much has to be able to be ready to step up like they did in the game against Arkansas State here. Yeah, I, the, the, uh, point you, the point you make about the schedule, you know, it, and as my, my late father would say, it, it, doesn't take, it doesn't take a rocket surgeon <laughs> to, to figure out that – that should be the way a schedule should be. Yeah, no question. No question. Well, Coach, yeah. uh, we wish you great luck here on this Thank road you trip. Guys. We're going to be catching up with you throughout the road trip if you're willing to put up with us. And uh, sure, sure. And uh, you know, tell Morgan Seifer if she wants to get on the track team, just get around to fight. We see how fast she can run. I will definitely tell her. <laughs> and and re- and remember, Coach, just say. The word. And Kelly will be yeah, there. And Kelly. I'll have my bodyguard. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. some of those Arkansas State folks might have an accident. Capiche? <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, Coach. Good luck to you and the girls. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. Coach Shirley right. McAllis. We love that lady, don't we, Kelly? What, what a though. crappy hand to be dealt, though, at the end of the season. A four-game road trip. You know, well, I, I don't. I don't like the miscommunication between being told two different things on the suspensions. Yeah, yeah. that's because it's retroactive. You act off what you're told, and looking down at this, I mean, Louisiana's good, but I mean, you want to start this road trip with a win and not have Dom Davis against ULM. That's frustrating. And and she had. Yeah, she was told one thing, and she she planned accordingly. Uh, and let's clarify, Dom Davis, the only thing she did was got thrown to the floor. Dom Davis didn't throw the first part. There you go. All right, wrap up Monday. Is it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. We'll wrap up Tuesday right after this. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on a – Bob, you said what day is it? It's a Tuesday. Right? Tuesday, yes. Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. They all get – I mean, we, we play – when's the last time we played baseball on a Monday? Well, it's, it's been a like, long time, and we always have the baseball coach on the show on Monday. But I think that's what threw me off. Yeah. Yeah. Southern Miss track and field continues at the – Indoor championships, um, several Golden Eagles already uh, getting some placing. So uh, happy, happy to have them. We'll have to watch um, 
what goes on today. Of course, it's on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, it's all there. And, and the benefit of being in a conference that has one platform. So, guys, we won't have to watch baseball on Facebook. Um, to, you know, to, I, I do have a question, and I'm going to come back to, to one more sport news and notes. Have we got uh, – wasn't it last year UNO did not sell us any tickets? That's right. They wouldn't sell us any tickets. That's correct. So have we have we heard whether or not we're going to be able to? Mm, I don't know. We made them pay. <laughs> I would think we would have heard something by now. But you know, the privateers opened up. They had a good weekend opener. Really? You know, down down in New Orleans, played pretty. As I recall, I can't come at the top of my head, but they had a pretty decent opponent and, and won two out of three. I think so. Mm. This privateers team is is. Improved. Yeah, but what was that we learned last year? But you ain't played us yet. That? <laughs> who who was that, I Bob? Remember. I can't remember who told us that. But that was. But great. that's going to go down in there with uh, Casey Fisher's. We came, we saw, yeah. we towed a house we down. Towed a house but down. you that's ain't right. played us yet. <laughs> right. That's right. Lady Golf over in Monroe at the Great River Cup yesterday. They dropped their opening match to Little Rock, uh, three to one to one. Uh, Golden Eagles did defeat on uh, Little Rock in the individuals, but they they got back under uh, their feet back under them. Defeated UAB yesterday, three uh, matches uh, to none. Also one in the individual, and currently right now, Lady Eagles. I think they're they're they may be done for the day. They swept Georgia State, so um, Lady Eagles finishing up in Monroe and golf. Good stuff there. All right, back to uh, to Oz. Um, yeah, I, just. Cool. I mean, first weekend, three and one, evaluating. We're we're figuring it out. You know, what I mean, I I think he's in total, uh, totally knows what he's doing. And anyone out there that is freaking out after the first weekend of going three and one, don't. Um, it, do you think? Okay, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you really think it's because the average sports fan might interpret? non-football sports every game as a football game you, you see what i'm saying yeah, like that there's not got, that many opportunities you got 12 well in this one we got what 50 yeah 56 <laughs> i think actually yeah we, but i mean i found myself yesterday you know before peto hit the bomb and just uh yeah and then you have to zoom out and you're like this is one of like 50 all of them matter this yeah. is like one of 50 something and bomb is a great description too luke uh that was a bomb that tuna hit yesterday. One oh seven, I think, exit Velo. Yeah, it was. It was. It was one of them. It's fun. Baseball is such a great sport, but it was one of those that he hits the ball, and then you look at the center fielder of the other team. He's not moving a muscle. He's just watching the ball soar over his head out of the ballpark. So they know. Yeah, why waste the effort, right? Why get to catch that? <laughs> hey, hey, when an or when an Air Force guy watches something fly really far, <laughs> really fast, exactly, he's impressed. That's exactly right. And I think back to the quote of "They haven't played us yet." I think that was Austin Crowley. That could be right. I think I yeah, think it was. Right. Then he looked at his nails. <laughs> they were shining, just perfect. All right. Yeah, they were perfect. Hey, we're gonna be at Laurel tomorrow, and we're gonna be at Planet Fitness, Kelly. Why am I going to Planet Fitness? <laughs> Kelly is going to a workout during the show, and we're going to bring you the sound effects of that. Uh, yeah, last time I tried to do something physical on air, Kelly, I blew my hamstring out. So. Yeah, oh, I think I'll just sit there and eat don't two two ounce wrist curls with donuts and 
things. It's a no judgment zone. That's right. It's a no judgment zone. That's right. We're going to be on the road all week, and then we're going to be down in your neck of the woods Thursday, Luke. So, well, so you're in my neck. You're in my. Oh yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. You're, my mean, neck of the woods tomorrow, but also the next uh, two no, days. No, you're we'll real. You're real neck of the woods down there in Soso. Kickoff uh, event, right? High school baseball. I have some high school baseball coaches on, yeah, and uh, some former Golden Eagles. We can we can ask Trey Sutton himself about why Golden Eagle hitting is so bad through four games, and why we need to just. Pull our hair out and freak out and clean out the just coaching over. staff. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, did you know? Did you know, Luke? And you probably did because you know Trey Sutton pretty well. But he's quite a uh, trivia guy. Really? Yeah. He, he and some, all baseball guys are. What do you think they talk about for three hours every day? But I mean, not not just like sports trivia. But he's like he's like really well versed on a bunch of stuff that won't won't pay for dinner or it's yeah. <laughs> just and useless I, I, information. I got some news that I haven't shared with you two. You're really gonna like. The fifteenth of next month is the opening of conference baseball with Marshall. Right, that Friday we will be broadcasting from Buzzy's Tacos, and I know that always puts a smile on y'all's faces. Love it. Yep. yep. Maybe uh, maybe one Will Hall will co-host oh, with us. He might. He as long might as it's as long as it's March fifteenth, April fifteenth is the worst day of the year for me. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I want to thank D-Bat for sponsoring the Eagle Hour every day. A great place to take your children for baseball and softball training. Also, hello to our friends at Genesis of Hattiesburg and Town & Country Cleaners. And don't forget the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We're in Laurel tomorrow. We'll hope you'll join us then. And until we meet the next time, Southern Myth. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.